3: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he. You are you and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And uh, boy, oh boy, what a swing, huh? (laughs) What a swing. You know, life has ups and downs. Life uh, is an undulating line. And if you don't know what an undulating line is, you do know what one is. You've just never heard the word undulating. That means it goes up and it goes down. If you uh, had chest pains, you'd go to a doctor. You'd go to a quick care center. You'd go to an emergency room. you tell them you're having chest pains and they'll move you ahead of everybody else. They'll hook you up to an electrocardiogram machine. And then what you'll see on that screen is the rise and the fall of the systolic and the diastolic the rise and the fall that's what life is Uh, and I gotta be honest with you today uh, I feel like uh, life should get a 15 yard penalty for unnecessary roughness I think uh, today I feel like life is piling on today I feel like uh, a little bit of helpless and hopeless I gotta be honest with you but you know that's what's interesting about life not a lot has changed how yeah, the outcome was an extreme disappointment of the election absolutely and we'll talk about that later but you know it doesn't matter whether it's an election whether it's an outcome of a sport uh whether it's a relationship um whether it's money or economies life goes up and life goes down remember just 24 hours ago i was bouncing I was on the top of the world. It was uh, uh, restitutions coming, reparations, all the rat words, right? Uh, good, things are coming. If you don't remember yesterday morning, 24 hours ago, how pumped I was, uh, Mr. Producer, why don't you play that opening 20 seconds of yesterday's show so they can hear how pumped I was? It is the day. Uh, it is the day. Today in America, we hold national midterm elections. I got to be honest with you, just between you and me and all our hundreds of thousands of listeners, uh, I'm pretty pumped. You know, uh, again, we're being honest, right? Nobody else is listening, just us, right? Um, I haven't been really that excited about anything on this planet for a while. i got to be honest with you. Uh, and you got to know, today, uh, I don't feel that way. Uh, today, i uh, got a lot of discouragement. Uh, and we're going to talk about why, but this is life. It's not about election, although it's absolutely disappointing. And uh, what that says about us uh, as a people, as a country, is... is a little bit scary. But today I wanna talk about this thing called life. Because if you're gonna have highs, you're gonna have lows. And if you're gonna have lows, you're gonna have highs. See, the opposite of that is not going too high and not going too low. And we all know that one. We all know that one because we struggle. We get tired of being disappointed we get tired of being let down and so what we do is we stop making decisions we stop having expectations we stop putting things uh hoping for things striving for things going for things because we're just going to get disappointed right and that's the key we're just going to get disappointed And so there's things called the Pygmalion and Galatea, power of expectations. You know, James uh, Rem used to say, how we believe the world is and what we honestly think it can become have powerful effects on how things will turn out. See, the Galatea and the Pygmalion effects are two important management theories based on the power of expectations. And the problem is when you have expectations, you're going to be disappointed. Now, you got a choice. You can have no expectations at all. And, and I've heard the quote, and you've heard it too. Expectations are the seeds of disappointment. I, I hate whoever said that because a lot of people have just chosen to have no expectations. And I've been in relationships before where I, where I was so hurt and bothered by the person I was in a relationship with that I stopped expecting anything at all. And you know how that works, right? See, the fundamental difference between the Galatea and the Pygmalion effects are really uh, based on our expectation. The fundamental difference, though, is between the two theories. Galatea uh, is based on an individual's expectations about themselves, whereas Pygmalion effects is based on the premise of other people's expectation of others. But either way, their expectations. I have high expectations of myself. And so when I don't reach those, I get very disappointed in myself. I can get a little angry. And then my wife or someone close to me can say something that I know to be true, but it hits so hard that I get, block it and I attack it. But not you, right? You don't do that. And how about that pain, right? We've all experienced pain, right? we get tired of it. So we just let it roll off our back like a duck, uh, water on a duck's back, right? We don't let anything get to us, you know? And the problem is if nothing gets to you, then nobody can get to you. And that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. I'm talking about it in a good way, because if people can't get to you, then how do they give you a hand out, hand up, a hand at all? And so we got to realize we have highs and lows, and sometimes we're going to be knocked flat on our butt, and if you're going to play big, you're going to get disappointed. And so today, I'm at a low point, but I want to encourage you, let that low point stir you up. You know, I believe that we're in a valley. Valley's a great place sometimes. Valley's where we go to gather. You know, the water gathers in the valley. Some of the most, the minerals and uh, all those things that feed the soil, uh, as the rain comes down, the snow comes down, Those those minerals are deposited in the valley. There's a lot of great use for the valley. We reflect. Let's be honest. When do we get the most out of our growth? Not, not when things go well. When things go well, just like with the Dems now, they're not going to have to change anything. They're going to double down on everything they've done. We're going to have a rough two years in front of us. But hey, that's what you all chose. So I never figured out how you, a country's going in the wrong direction and you keep reelecting the same exact people. Uh, as long as they got a D after their name and they're for abortion, you just vote for them. It's just stunning. But choices have consequences. And we've got to realize, just like the choice of not having expectations has a consequence, that consequence is we flatline. Choosing what to do with our pain, if you choose just to go numb to it and you don't let it motivate, you remember, pain is a great motivator. It'll move people. And so right now, some of us uh, feel like uh, we're beaten down. We're bruised, we're scarred, we're, we've been in a, a heavy, heavyweight fight, and it's the eighth round, and you're wondering if you've won any rounds at all. What are you going to do? you got to be smarter than an ass. And I'm talking about a donkey, of course. I'm allowed to say that. I'm allowed to say that. Right? An f- old farmer. He had an old well, and he had a donkey that uh, was old, and it was uh, annoying. It was going crazy. And so one day, the crazy donkey wasn't paying attention and fell into the well. And the, the man heard this because he heard the braying of the donkey like it was being killed. And all of a sudden it realized the stupid, crazy donkey had blindfully fell into the well. Neither one of them was any good. The donkey had to be put down. The well was dried up. should have been buried a long time ago. So a child or somebody else didn't fall into it. And so he figures, let's kill two birds with one stone. So he gets some people, some men in the village. And they say, let's bury this thing. Let's bury the well and bury the donkey in it. Kill two birds with one stone. So all these men got shovelfuls of dirt, and they threw it in, and the donkey just weighed on his back and knocked him to his knees. And the donkey shook off the dirt and stepped up. Well, this happened time and time and time again, and the only thing the donkey could do was kneel back up, shake off the dust, and then step back up. And this went on time after time, over and over, until what do you know? That dirt that was thrown on the donkey to bury him, every time he shook it up, And stepped back up. He raised his elevation. And after a while he was beyond the lip of the well. And so he jumped over the lip. And just ran off. And ladies and gentlemen. It's a great point for our lives. You can let it keep you down. You can struggle. And stay down. And blame everybody else. Feel sorry for yourself. Or you can pick yourself up. Dust yourself off and hit it again. The book of Proverbs says. A righteous man will stumble seven times. But get back up. But the wicked stumble to ruin remember ladies and gentlemen it's an undulating line i'm black and we'll be right back
4: leadership awakening even impacts the season pros take a listen at these comments from kevin who recently attended leadership awakening I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings,
5: followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was gonna be, that it was gonna be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows, I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I
4: gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to the next level of awareness, then go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net.
0: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio on Freedom 1570. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerislein, our guests like bow hunting expert Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick Sharon Saylor. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570, it's Outdoor News Radio.
3: welcome back to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application i am black and you know part of being a leader is how do you deal with disappointment how do you deal with uh, frustration how do you deal with loss you know my little boy Beniah is seven years old and he's a he's a poor winner and he's a poor loser um just to be honest with you when he wins, he rubs it in your face. I mean, he really does. It's terrible. I'm, I'm coaching him on that. That no one wants to play with you when you do that. And when he's losing, he doesn't want to play anymore. When he's losing, he's frackle sackle right. Remember the mutley, that dog. Remember, you don't know what he's saying, but he's swearing. You know that, right? Same thing. And and part of leadership, and it's tough. It's tough, especially when you know you're on the side of right. I mean, go back to what were, what were the disciples feeling? You know, here they were, they invested three years with Jesus. He, they believed he was the Messiah. And now he's hung on a cross. Now, God knew that that was it. That was victory. It is finished. Right? Tetelessai. It is finished. It's a counting term. It means paid in full. Now, the strange thing at that moment, boy, the devil and his brethren really thought that they had won. He had to hide the fact that hey, that the cross was victory for those of us that aren't God. <laughs> and so, you know, at that point, though, the followers of Jesus were uh, felt, you know, depleted. You know, Peter says, I, I, "I'm going back to work." And he left everything. I'm going back to work. So, ladies and gentlemen, how do you handle a defeat? How do you handle victory? And again, I just believe, based on what I know that certain laws remember, we're supposed to follow the science and there are certain hr 101 certain facts and we've been talking about this over and over and over when you're told something 87% of the time you believe it whether it's true or not does not matter we all have so many lies in our heads so many lies in our heads and the problem is nobody responds to reality we respond to our map of reality and the map is not the territory But it sure does feel like it. We get wrapped up in our feelings. That's what today's elections are about anymore. They're about feelings. I don't like that guy Trump. And so someone who's on that same side, we're going to vote against. Even though it destroys us, even though it's putting our kids at risk, even though we're turning our kids into confused, six years old, seven years old, and think there's gender fluidity and think they can decide every other week what sex they're going to be this week, Uh, and we can teach them about sex at five and six years old, uh, we can teach them that all black kids are victims and all white kids are evil. I mean, this is not what we're getting. The Keith Allisons and the Tim Waltz of the world, the uh, Hochul's who, who mock people dying in New York and say it's just a Republican conspiracy. But the problem is we believe what we say over and over and over. See, this is why you got to know the rules for being human. Remember this great little piece written years ago by Sherry Carter Scott? So simple. The rules for being human. You'll receive a body. You may like it or hate it, but it'll be yours for the entire period of this time around. Now, here's the thing. That body's a machine. It's a vessel. Uh, and you got to know how to run the vessel. It's your tabernacle. It's your tent. It's the walls that you reside in, that, that carbon-based life form. There are rules, right? Especially you know, as you get older, your metabolism slows down. You know, I can't eat what I used to eat and lose weight. I can't eat what I used to wait, uh, eat and stay the same. I eat what I used to eat, and I'm putting on a pound a day. Why? Because there are rules for that body. And part of what I like to do on the radio show is teach you how that body works. It creates experience. It creates chemicals. The body releases 63 known chemicals based on certain things you're doing with the body. And so you got to realize that that body, uh, depending on how you feed it, depending on how you water it, depending on how you condition it, depending on the immune system... Uh, depending on all those things, you're going to feel things based on that. Psychological, physiological, emotive, you feel things. So you're going to receive a body. But you were given it, most people don't know how it works. And so if you knew how it worked, you could probably get a lot more accomplished and feel a lot better about it. Number two, you will learn lessons. See, this is why we're called to be lifelong learners. I'm not talking about Getting a hundred and twenty thousand dollars with student loans that next Democrat that gets elected can just wipe it off for you. what I'm talking about is life. You're enrolled in a full-time informal school called life. Each day in the school, you will have the opportunity to learn lessons. You may like the lessons or think them are irrelevant or stupid. This is the look back learning. This is the romans eight twenty eight God causes all things to work for the good for those who love him are called according to purposes. Number three, there are no mistakes, only lessons. Just like in the spiritual world, you can either give glory to God or glory to the devil. It could be a corrective storm or a a punitive storm. But again, the key is, what are you learning from it? What can you learn? God, what do you want me to learn from this valley? God, what do you want me to learn from this trial? You know, one of the worst things to do is get out of the desert without learning the lesson. That's why I'm to the Israelites God was so afraid that they were going to get out of the desert without learning the lesson from the valley, because that's what a desert and valley—they're synonymous when you talk of spiritually. They're low points. And there are times where there's no water, where there's no food, metaphorically and/or physically. And think about that—it is those times that we turn to God when we can't figure it ourselves, when it doesn't make sense. And what's going on right now in America today? What went on last night with the election? It has to be on a spiritual level. Because it's illogical. Nothing's going right in this country. And yet the power, the, the party in power got a promotion, got a raise. They got a an attaboy. And it's just stunning. Why? Because any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. That's a lesson I learned a long time ago. It's a, it's a life lesson, HR 101. And that you, when people are disciplined... When people have an outcome they don't like, they learn from that because they don't like pain. But if you remove the pain, if you remove the consequence, then people don't learn to make different choices. But here's the problem. We're having a world where people don't have consequences. Where you can, if you're on the right side of the aisle, and that was the left side, if you're on the proper side of the aisle, which is the left side, you can commit crimes. You can come here illegally. You can burn down streets under the guise of BLM or Antifa. You can attack cops. Uh, You can attack uh, the political opponents. It doesn't matter if you're uh, on the left side attacking the right. It only matters what you do if you're on the right. The left side has a pass. You can do whatever you want. And so the problem is this is why it's not politics. It's repeated behavior. We start making belief systems. And then based on that, we realize that's a lesson for life. And so the lesson for life that we're teaching, there are no consequences. That the ends justifies the means that as long as you're in the masses, as long as you're with the prevailing mindset, you can do wrong without any consequence. So, I mean, there are no mistakes, only lessons. Number four, ready for this one? A lesson's repeated until learned. A lesson will be presented to you in various forms until you have learned it, and when you have learned it, you can then go to the next lesson. But remember, it's 40 years in the desert for a two-week journey. Let me get that 40 years in the desert for a two week journey. And why was it 40 years? That was punishment because God had got fed up for the one and a half to two million people who walked out of Egypt with the plunders of Egypt. He got so mad at them for their stiff neck, for their lack of faith. For three days after being removed from slavery, they begged Moses to let them go back. Doesn't Egypt have enough graves? At least we got free food. That's what they said. At least you got free food. That's what this last election was about. At least they got free food. Who cares that everything's falling apart? They got free food. We don't change much. This is all the way back to Exodus. Same thing. A lesson will be presented to you in various forms until you have learned it. When you have learned it, you can then go on to the next lesson. Because those that left Egypt never learned it, the curse was this. Everybody who walked out of Egypt, except for two, will die in the desert. So we you don't know. They had to let them all die and then the next generation and then Caleb and Joshua brought the children of those and the grandchildren of those who walked out of Egypt into the promised land. Number five, learning lessons does not end. Matter of fact, I'm going to suggest that the longer you're on this planet, the more learning in those lessons that comes to you, the more fruition from those learnings See, there's no part in life that does not contain its lessons. And let's be honest. We have to face the lessons when it's an outcome we don't like, when it's an outcome we enjoy. See, this is the problem now. The Democrats now are going to be reveling. They're going to double down. You thought it was bad before the election? Mark my words. But again, we're soldiers. We're warriors. We fight the good fight. And then I know who's my master. I know what we're really fighting for. And it's not anything to do with this plan. It's not who's going to rule this kingdom. It's who's ruling the next kingdom. And so there are lessons learned. That's why I do this radio show. I like to these lessons. And you know, and as bad as last night was for anybody who follows the word of God and who used to really have a lot of faith and the belief in this country, there's one good news Democrats' newest mega-donor plummets on Election Day, <laughs> forced to sell crypto company to biggest rival. Sam Bakeman-Fried, CEO of Crypto Exchange FTX, forced into bailout sale after seeing $6 billion in withdrawals ahead of Tuesday. CEO of considered the Democrats' newest mega-donor. He donated $40 million. $40 million this election alone. This 35-year-old kid. Uh, and saw around $6 billion of withdrawals within 72 hours before Tuesday morning's election, forcing him to sell the company to its biggest rival. Reuters reported that Changpeng Zhao, the leader of competitor Binance, said the company signed a non-binding agreement on Tuesday by FTX's non-U.S. unit to help cover liquidity crunch at the rival exchange. said, quote, this is truly a crazy event in start world. Dot-com bus-level event. Tech reporter Eric Newcomer tweeted of the sale. But, you know, we're not supposed to revel in people's pain, right? Remember love? If I could speak all the language of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. So forgive me, listening audience, don't feel too loving today. But remember, it's an undulating line. I'm Black. We'll be right back.
4: Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an
5: answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith and uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the, the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values.
4: To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net.
1: I feel so tense and worried all the time. Is this anxiety?
4: Mental Health Minnesota is here to help seven days
0: a week with resources, peer support, online screenings, connections to treatment and crisis services. It's anonymous, confidential, and free of charge. Whether you're living with a mental health condition, are concerned about someone you love, or could use some support, Mental Health Minnesota is here for you. MentalHealthMN.org. Sponsored by Mental Health Minnesota, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more
1: at nationalpolice.org. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life.
3: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Black. And today, we're talking about life. Life is an undulating line. It has peaks and valleys. It has highs and it has lows. And when in a valley, there's something to learn. I don't know about you, but when I'm in a valley, I reach out to God a lot more. I wish that wasn't true, but it's just true. Uh, When I can't do it on my own, that's when uh, I get more focused on God. Sad reality that most of us are like that. Those are little things that we believe. See, you got to know how the human creature works. That understanding. See, there's understanding. And if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, doesn't make sense we're in a position to have a better relationship. But what if we understood ourselves and the human condition? And that's what today we're, we're talking about life. You know, our, our expectations and our understanding of things, what they do is they frame our experience. And when we have an understanding of our environment, of our desired outcome, of our available resources, of our potential pitfalls, right? This understanding allows us to function more proficiently and manage our expectations more powerfully. And so today, I really want to remind us all, including myself, it's an undulating line. That's what life is. If you hook up to an EKG machine, you'll see the rise and the fall. That's the systolic and the diastolic. That's life. If you're not, if you don't believe me, go to a hospital. Have them hook up an EKG machine. And I can tell you right now, and there's no doubt in my mind, unless there's a technical error, When you're hooked up to that EKG machine, you'll see a lot of different things. But I'm going to tell you right now, you'll never see a flat line. You know why? Because unless there's a technical error, if you're hooked up to that machine and there's a flat line on it, you're just found out if there is a God or not. Because you've already ended your experience on this side of eternity, and now you're starting the next phase of your journey on the other side of eternity. See, you got to have the rise and the fall. A lot of people get disappointed. They stop dreaming because, uh, you know, they've set these dreams and they didn't happen. They stop being hopeful because they had hope for a great outcome, finally, some sanity, coming back to America. We're going to finally slap these people in their hands and say, you can't do that to us. You can't destroy our our economy. You can't uh, destroy our lives. You can't do that to our kids. You can't force injections into our bodies. You can't uh, throw us in jail because we disagree with state-run media. You can't censor me. We're supposed to have freedom of speech. Freedom of speech, ladies and gentlemen, is not freedom for speech that you approve of. Why do you need a a freedom for that? If you approve of the speech, you don't need freedom for a speech you approve of. I mean, have you ever thought about that? Of course not. What the freedom of speech has always been about things you don't agree with. Duh, right? You, I mean, people don't even think logically anymore. They're just told what to believe. They're told what to feel. They're told what to think. And as a Christian, I'm called to have love. And sometimes it is hard. And that's why before the break, I was kind of, you know, talking about Sam Bankman, Sam Bankman, the number one donator to the Democrats. He personally donated $40 million just this election cycle. By the way, just so you know, it's pretty evenly matched. He did $37 million to Democratic candidates and 200000 to Republican candidates. So $37 million to Democrats and 200000 to Republicans. And then there must have been some other fees in there because it didn't add up to $39 million. Back, uh, his name is Bankman-Fried, 30. He's 30 years old. Was the second biggest individual Democrat donor this election cycle? Ready? Who's he behind? You ready for this one? All those people you voted for. These people, billionaire George Soros. So George Soros gave more than anybody, of course, because he puts all those DAs that give cashless bail and all that out there. That I mean, he's destroying our country intentionally, and people go along with it. But okay. hey, we'll figure that out later. So I felt kind of bad. Because I, man, at least, you know, here's a guy that caused us a lot of pain that's doing damage to our kids by funding all this stuff. And uh, he paid a little bit of a price. And again, but we're not supposed to be excited about that. Why? Because of what God tells us. You know, 1 Corinthians 13 is the love chapter, right? And it is my standard. I'm a sinner. I fall short. I can't keep the Ten Commandments. Neither can you. That's why we got a Savior. But let me pick up in verse 4, love is patient, love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, ouch. It records no record of being wronged, ouch. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. That's what I'm struggling for. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Prophecy and speaking in unknown languages and special knowledge will become useless, but love will last forever. Now, our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only a part of the whole picture. Three things will last forever, the Bible says faith, hope, and love. And God Himself says the greatest of these is love. And just say, so you no, know, this is agape love. You know, there's four uh, different uh, Hebrew word. I'm sorry, Greek words that we translate into love. Um, sexual love, agape, uh, unconditional godly love, phileo, city of brotherly love, right, brotherly love, and then storge, which is more of a compound word. Uh, it's familial love. But this is agape love. You can't do this on your own. But, you know, I believe. And it all comes down to your beliefs. Everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And so once you understand that, You realize, okay, so I do have some control. Which takes us right back to the second half of the rules of being human. I was sharing in the last segment, Sherry Carter Scott, PhD, years ago. It's probably been a couple decades. Uh, Rules for being human is part of the chicken soup for the soul. I think that's about when it came out. So, uh, first five, I shared in the last segment, you'll receive a body. You will learn lessons. There are no mistakes, only lessons. A lesson is repeated until learned. Number five, learning lessons does not end. So let's pick up number six. There is no better than here. I always remember Irma Bombek. the grass is always greener, right? That's what that means. Everybody always thinks that there is better than here. Those that are married, some of them, would rather be married to somebody else or not married at all. Those that aren't married, some of them, would give anything to be married. And some of you know man it's it's a lot more it's a lot more painful to be alone with somebody else than to be alone by yourself <laughs> but a lot of people believe that there is better than here and rule number 6 is there is not better than here when your there has become a here you will simply obtain another there that will again look better than here and you just got to realize that that's where you got to talk to yourself Remember, we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day, so you're talking to yourself all the time. What we got to do is check in and do some true therapy. Number seven, others are merely mirrors of you. Say that one again. It's worth remembering. Others are merely mirrors of you. Remember we talked about projection yesterday? You cannot love or hate something about another person unless it reflects something you love or hate about yourself. This is the point of so many arguments. Where someone says something to another person, and it hits a sore spot, and that person blocks and attacks. Why? Because it hit a sore spot. Because even though they're talking about what they don't like about you, you know why they don't like it? Because they don't like it about me. I'll never forget the Bill Clinton thing. When Bill Clinton did what he did with the blue dress, I was so angry. Why? That was one of my biggest struggles. Uh, The way I looked at women and everything had to be sensual, uh, not who I am today. But I was that way for three decades, and it bothered me. And then to see another man get away with it at the highest place in the office, it bothered me because I don't want to get away with it because if I got away with it, I'd keep doing it. That's the weakness in me. Number eight, what you make of your life is up to you. See, this is the problem with the whole CRT. This is the problem with the whole Black Lives Matter. We want to blame other people for everything that doesn't grow right in our life. It's because I'm black. Stephen A. Smith, you see that? The dude's paid so much money at ESPN Sports and now is one of the highest paid sports announcers and now he just came out a week ago. You know why he's not paid more? Because he's black. You know, isn't it amazing though for Steven Smith and a lot of people like him that every success he's ever had in life is all because of him. Isn't it amazing? He's worked hard to get where he is. He's overcome so much. But every time he doesn't get what he wants, it's not him. It's because he's black. It's everybody else that's keeping him from getting more. But all the stuff he's done well, he's done it. Do you see? Anybody get the logic there? Do, this is, I'm just saying we've got to look at this logic. I and mean, we all do this. We all do it. What you make your life is up to you. God says he'll, he can use all things. We can use all things. Some of the greatest people in our history, whether it be like Jackie Robinson, Jesus Christ, the founding of this country, Abraham Lincoln, dat Nguyen, is too short to play NFL and he has a a dozen years in NFL as one of the best linebackers for the Cowboys. You can make your life whatever you want to, it's up to you. Number nine, your answers lie inside you, but you got to know how to ask the right questions. Number 10, you will forget all of this. Isn't that amazing? Number 10, you will forget all of this because we have an easy, we forget things easily. That's why the number one commandment of the Bible is not about sex, drugs, or rock and roll. It's not about voting Republican or Democrat. You know what it is? Gray's commandment is remember. Because why? Because God knows how easily we forget. Which brings us to rule number 11. You can remember it whenever you want. And between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power to freedom. So if you're like me and you feel sucker punch, if you're like me, if you feel like you're taking a couple shots of the kidney, if you're like me and you feel like you're in a 10-round heavyweight fight and it's round number 8 and you're not sure you won any rounds, you've got to control what happens between the stimulus and the response. How you explain to yourself. And watch the lies. Watch the lies. And after the break, I'm going to talk specifically about two language patterns that will help you filter out the lies. So after these three-minute commercial breaks, we'll be right back with Mr. Black.
4: Leadership Awakening even impacts the season pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings
5: followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was gonna be, that it was gonna be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire, I've broken arrows, I've walked on glass, I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I
4: gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to the next level of awareness, then go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris,
0: at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
1: Are you looking for a unique Christmas gift that will keep on giving? We've partnered with Twin Cities award-winning photographer Wayne Moran for a special half-price lesson offer. Wayne will teach you all you need to know to take better image. Regular price for this five-lesson package is $500, now just $250. Only five of these special offers are available, so call the station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413.
0: Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more, all from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. Take a listen to this comparison of other
5: training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career, I spent time in supervision and management. So I've been to a lot of leadership training, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program, I went back later on as a facilitator. So.
3: welcome back to like it matters radio radio like it matters inspiration education and application i am black and thank you got a text from a listener yes uh uh, my mouth is getting better thank you for asking i know uh, she said uh, i sound a lot better so my mouth is moving a lot better had a massive oral surgery uh two weeks ago unexpected unplanned but uh I had to get some uh, massive work done and uh, rebuilding my lower jaw, basically. So um, tomorrow I was supposed to be in class, uh, but uh, last week I realized this is going to be more than 10 days down before I can be projecting and doing all that. So uh, thank you for that. And by the way, our last class of the year, December 8th through 10th, is in Minneapolis. Looking forward to being in Minneapolis. Going to do some shows live up there, spend a week after the class. Uh, Last class of the year, I promise you. Uh, the most incredible holiday season, no, no matter who wins an election. Uh, if you go through this class uh, before Christmas time, I promise you, uh, this season will be so much more special. You'll enjoy it more. Uh, so go to likeitmatters.net. And then our first class of the New Year is January 19th. Uh, and also, uh, we're putting a leadership adventure back on the schedule. As well. So go to likeitmatters.net. Uh, those of you that are interested in uh, scripture, uh, have a, um, a piece of uh, the Spirit with you, and you want to focus on that, grow a little bit more. You can go to wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog. Uh, and remember, if you like podcasts, this is a radio show, and you can listen to this radio show when it's over. You can go to likeitmattersradio.com, uh, and it's this show in, every Monday through Friday uh, from 11 a.m. to 12 noon Central Standard Time with uh, an hour of power. So you can listen to it afterwards or at your leisure by going to likeitmattersradio.com. However, I do have extra podcasts, and twice a week, uh, Mondays are uh, story time with Mr. Black, and then Thursday is a full episode. Uh, wherever you do your um, podcast, go to, look for Living Life Like It Matters. Living Life Like It Matters. And so, ladies and gentlemen, some of us that were in a good fight, we fought the good fight for this election, uh, wanting to set a good foundation for our kids and moving forward, and uh, we got knocked on our butt, and uh, the victory was not ours. It's at these times that you got to remember. It's going to take courage. In Teddy Roosevelt, one of my favorite quotes on courage and character. And Teddy said, it's not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbled or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly. Who errs and comes up short again and again. Who knows the great enthusiasms, the great devotions, and spends himself in a worthy cause. Who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement. And who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly. So that his place shall never be with his cold and timid souls. Who know neither defeat nor victory. And see, ladies and gentlemen, that's the key. And I'm dealing with truth. Matter of fact, tomorrow, uh, we're going to hit it pretty hard. Tomorrow, we've got a great show, and we're going to talk about the truth. We're going to talk about, you know, the ground zeroes was Minneapolis with the whole George Floyd thing. And it's got us where we are today over the last couple of years. And, you know, we got to start dealing with Truth. And so tomorrow tune in because we're going to have a show filled with truth. And it kind of reminds me, you know, a farmer was taking three of his donkeys for sale to the market. On the way, he saw a river and decided, you know what, he hasn't been swimming for a while. He's all sweaty and dirty. Take a dip, clean himself up, cool down. Problem was, he only had two ropes. But he had three donkeys. And so he tied up the two donkeys with the two ropes he had. He looked around looking for something else to tie the third one with. And he looked for a while and could not find anything, a string, a, a rope, uh, maybe a long twig that he could wrap around it was thin enough. But as he was looking around, he saw a sage, a wise person. And really knew that this sage could help him figure out his dilemma. And maybe his sage actually had a rope or something uh, that he could tie up the rope with. I mean, the donkey was. So, so he went up to the sage and asked, simply, he knew what he wanted. I need a rope to tie up this donkey. I got two ropes for the other two, but I need this third one. Well, the sage says, sorry, I cannot help you with a rope. But if I might, could I give you some wisdom? And with that, the sage shared his suggestion. He told the farmer, tie up the first two donkeys. Let the third donkey see you tying up the other two donkeys to the tree. Then... You act as if you're tying the third donkey up as well. Then you pretend to tie the third donkey as well. The farmer looked at him crazy. He said, okay, he's a lot wiser than I am. So the farmer did exactly as the sage told him to. And that donkey stayed there and he went for a dip in the river. When he got out of the water, he came back, he thanked the sage and was ready to take off, because he looked over there, and those three donkeys were the same exact space that he left them in, and just couldn't thank the sage enough. So as he's getting ready to leave, he untied the two donkeys, put the ropes in his hand, patted the third one to start moving, and after going a little distance, he realized that only two of the donkeys were coming with him. Imagine the surprise when he looked back, and the third donkey stood still. At the same spot. It made no sense. The farmer did everything he could to make the donkey move, cajoling him, kicking him, talking to him. You know, even put his hand between the donkey and the tree to show him there was no rope here. And so nothing helped. The donkey was refusing to move from the spot. And now this guy's running late and his son's getting ready to go down. He's in a bind again. So again, he needed some help. So the farmer, what did he do? He went to what worked the first time. Because that's what we do. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. So the farmer went back to the sage. Told him his predicament. And the sage, upon hearing the dilemma, looked puzzled at him. And he said, untie the third donkey. The the farmer protested, but, but... and he doesn't know what to say, he goes, I've not tied him, you didn't have a rope. The sage said, You know that. I know that. But does the donkey know that? What? You know that. I know that. But does the donkey know that? Sure enough, the farmer went back. The farmer pretended. To untie the donkey, all the motions in reverse that he did earlier. And with that, when the farmer started walking with the other two donkeys, guess what the third donkey did? He moved immediately as though released and walked over to join the others. Ladies and gentlemen, let's be honest. We can get bound up by the strangest things, imaginary or real. Remember, no one responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. Remember, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space, and in that space is our power, our freedom. See, transactional analysis is the study of communication. And Dr. Eric Byrne, in the book, I think it was in the late mid-60s, uh, the games people play, he basically laid out transactional analysis. And what he created was a concept of uh, a stimulus and a response. That is a transaction, and so. But here's how we work. This is how the good Lord made us. You got to know the machinery. Our mind is six times faster. We can talk, and so when there's a stimulus, someone says something or does something, what happens is because our mind is so far ahead that we go to what we know. You can tell a dog's relig- I mean, you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. A dog returns the vomit, and a sow after cleaning herself returns the mire. That's just who we are. That's just who we are. We go to what we know. And so someone says something or does something, and we don't, we go to what we know. We go to something from our past. We see something from our past. We say something from our past. We feel something from our past. And then based on that, we respond. You know, it was A.W. Tozer's classic uh, book. It was The Knowledge of the Holy One. That's what it was. I love that book. He opens with a famous quote, what comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Tozer posits that our view of God, what we believe God is like in the deep recesses of our being, shapes the whole course of our lives. And remember I told you with the neurological levels, there's six levels that we function in. At the bottom is environment, below, above that's behavior, above that's capabilities, above that is beliefs and values, above that's identity, and above that's spirit. And it's easier to change the things on the bottom than the top. I had so many people ask me, how did Oprah Winfrey Support John Fetterman instead of her friend, Dr. Oz. It's easy. Oprah's God. All gods require sacrifice. All gods gods want to be worshipped. Oprah's God is the god of the left, government. Oprah's a good follower of God, just like I am. I follow my God, she follows her God. And what came down most importantly was that the god of abortion and the left was way more important than her friend, Dr. Oz. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does.
2: First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000.
0: Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing